I V M. Okay, welcome to Cyrus Rewinds with me, Cyrus Brocha. At least that's what it says on the Aadhaar card as of now. I'm currently time traveling and taking you back into the past to revisit some of the entertaining podcasts we've done over the years, folks. These are going to be better than cricket highlights, so just trust me. Ready? Here we go. What I promised you is a big, huge guest from the business, from the industry, from Bollywood itself. The one and only Rahul Ravel himself will reveal himself. I couldn't resist the terrible pun, sir. Hello, Rahul. How are you? Can I call you Rahul, sir? Because I'm pretty old now. I'm 50, so no point saying GV anymore. I'm too old now. You can call me Rahul. <laughs> now there's not much. Yeah, because Rahul, there's not not much separating us in age. Let me be frank. My beard is whiter than yours. It's just that it's been shaved by the makeup man here. First and foremost. <laughs> Congratulations uh, on the new book, and of course, let me tell you first and foremost, it's a great uh, honor having you on the show. We have grown up on your movies. Also, I did know. I mean, I, I think most people who grew up in the eighties and nineties would know that you were very much uh, part of the Raj Kapoor stable. I think you assisted. Uh, was it Bobby? There's the one or two iconic films which everybody knows about, and that's where you started. So. We've got two things to talk about here, Rahul. First, of course, is what do we do with Omri Khan? No, I'm kidding. We won't get into that at all. First, of course, is a bit about your career also, and it's interlinked with the fact that you've written this book about a man who, in many ways, was your mentor. So uh, let's begin wherever you want to begin on the book on Raj Kapoor. Right, um, Saras. Uh, this book uh, uh, came about um, because I was um, at a, on the jury of a festival, and um, Aswani, Apurva Aswani. Was also one of the jury members. He, I used to keep talking about Ratha all the time. You know, I was, you can say, obsessed with him. Or and uh, he told me, he said, "Listen, uh, these stories of Rajkumar which you tell us are very fascinating. So why don't you write a book?" So I just came to my mind, we already let me give it a try. And I spoke to Chintu, though he's not with us now, but he was very supportive. And uh, he said, "Raul, you must do this." I said before I do this, I should talk to. So I said uh, I spoke to Ranveer Kapoor and the rest of the family, all the kids, and then I went and spoke to Mrs. Raj Kapoor. And uh, when I told her about what I was planning, she said, "Raul, you, you must do this because you are the only living person who knows what my husband did while he was working. And if you don't write this book, people will never know what the way my husband worked." And that was very encouraging, and that you know gave me the final kick to start writing. And uh, that's how it came about. And there's this uh, little girl called uh, Pranika Sharma who helped me write it. So great help. So that's how the whole book came about. Uh, um, first, I'm just reeling at the point when which you called Randhir Kapoor little kids. You mentioned that generation's little kids. It makes me feel so happy. You know, makes me feel young again. With others, we are surrounded by these uh, 15 and 20 year olds who make references of pop culture which I don't understand. I meet people who don't know who Kapil Dev is. You know, the world is just changing. I mean, Raj Kapoor himself. There'll be a person somewhere in India who says, "Who's Raj Kapoor?" We've reached that point. That's how bad it is. But it's great that you've got this uh, book out, and the people have to remember the legends and arguably the greatest legend of Bollywood of all time. Uh, but I. I want to ask you a technical question slightly here, Rahul, uh, which is: so, how do you remember everything? I mean, you worked with him and all that, but when you get into book form, how do you put join the dots together? Because I know there are a lot of anecdotes in your head, but how how do you get that into one streamlined, uh, linear story? It was just uh, memory, Cyrus. I guess uh, I guess that's the obsession I had, and you know, I couldn't forget what he told me, what he taught me, whatever I was only through it. And uh, as I started, you see, the book I didn't write at first. I I narrated the thing, and what I narrated was absolutely haphazard. You know, I would narrate one incident here, one incident there, and uh, had somebody who would transcribe the entire thing. 
and then at simple tonica we work over zoom and uh, we work during the lockdown because we had a lot of time and uh, then uh, i told her how i wanted the chapters to come in and then while writing there were things which uh, you know cropped up there were more incidents and more things and today even more are coming up though the book is already published we'll But start part 2 sir i'll more. i'll get you somebody immediately to help you transcribe the book part 2 oh god i'm too old now Really, Rahul, finally, someone from my generation on this podcast. Please don't say too old. It's a very touchy subject for us, but uh, I'm okay. old as gold, as as you pointed out. So, just before we get into the stories and all, and you know, I'm sure there's so many riveting things. So, people go and buy the book as well. That's the whole idea of this podcast that we push that. I want to just remind you, you made a film called Joe Bole So Nehal. Unfortunately, ran into trouble, etc. But it was a great film, and you launched the career yeah. of one of India's worst actors, a man called Kunal Vijaykar. That gentleman is here in the room with me and he claims that his conveyance for day 7 was not paid uh, to i think it is 55 rupees for that time 55 rupees total he's right here he wants to say hi yeah. do you remember Hello, how, are you? how are you yeah. I, I, how think, are you Rahul? i think i'm well gunal uh, i've I read gunal yeah you read i read the book i read you the know? book it oh. was like it was fantastic the trip into nostalgia into those anecdotes into the life of those people in those days fantastic really great air rahul i so pre-booked the book and i pre-booked the book paid for it and oh. paid for it <laughs> when you were, you are making up for all the problems you created for me in jogulas on that so what sadness says that you not paid that conveyance <laughs> I think the producer was right in not paying that commission. That's all. <laughs> no, no, but I know, I know. I, 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 yeah, but it's great, it's great to chat with you. <laughs> yeah, uh, Raul, speak to uh, speak to him. Great to meet you, Raul. Yeah, my my pleasure. Raul, I'm trying to move my camera so you can see. He's not wearing any pants. I don't know if you can see it. Kunal, <laughs> just come back in the frame. Sorry to scare everybody watching, but this is the kind of actors we have today. There you go. Huh? Because we're only shooting well, in from no, no, uh, waste. I, I don't blame him because everybody who's working online and you know having these serious conversations online are all behaving the way Kunal is. That they're all dressed like that. So we're getting questions on the text saying is Rahul Ravelji also not wearing pants? Because now there's no proof. How do we know? Now do I let this? Uh, Hey, as a suspense, or do you do I show you when I'm wearing pants or not? See, you're the master so, uh, of storytelling. You you do you do it your way. We'll just accept it. You want to hold the story, hold the story. I, if I'm not, let's say I'm wearing pants, it's fine. But what if I'm not wearing pants and I stand up? You know, we'll have a very long pants. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, let's get to it then. Let's get to the book, uh, uh, Labor of Love. First and foremost, you mentioned how you feel it taught you everything and all that. And uh, let's also, for those who are listening who are slightly younger and perhaps don't know Raj Kapoor well enough, we're looking at one of the guys who basically started everything almost. Everything that we have today would go back to him. He would be one of the pioneers in the sense of moving cinema forward, uh, storytelling, music, uh, even dance sequences, writing, everything that works. So you you tell us, tell us about the man. I won't interrupt. Well, uh, as a filmmaker. Uh, first, I must tell you this, Cyrus, is that I got a um, mail from somebody anonymous. I mean, I don't know the person, and he said, "Sir, uh, must be a very young person." He said, "Sir, I read the book and I loved it. It made me realize that Raj Kapoor was not Ranbir Kapoor's grandfather only. He was the greatest <laughs> filmmaker this country had." <laughs> he actually wrote that. So, you know, I think. Um, Uh, lots of people have been getting this reaction. The, oh, Rajkumar! Wow, that's... I, you know, 
I mean, it's so it's, it's real. Let's let's face it. This is the generation we live in. But it's fabulous that he opened yeah. his eyes. I'll tell you a similar story quickly. Uh, since you mentioned, it, I have to tell you. My dad is also well. He's eighty three now. And when Saif Ali Khan, mm-hmm. he was at the Bombay Gym Khan a few years back, uh, the height of his career. Yeah. He was standing outside with me, and my dad came in the car, and I said, you know, this is the famous actor Saif Ali Khan, and he said. He had no idea. Blank look. I said, "Tiger Padawi's son," and uh, mm. suddenly everything changed. Oh, Tiger Padawi's son! So just things for generations, totally different sort of you know streamline of thought. Yeah. And there you go. So talking about Rajkumar, uh, I I think Sarath uh, said uh, he was uh, he was a complete filmmaker. I mean, and the way he thought of things, the way he was inspired. And uh, what led from his scripts right to the release of the film, you know. And uh, this one thing which he said that if cinema did not exist, I would be non-existent. He is—he was absolutely right in that. His life revolved around cinema. When he was making a film, he was full time involved in that particular film. He wouldn't think of anything else. Even some some of the anecdotes and the the quirkiness which he had. Are somehow or the other connected to his work? Everything uh, went around his work only, and that I think was the greatest lesson to learn. That concentrate on your work, don't think of anything else. Just think about what you're doing so, at the moment. But yeah, you, you knew him well enough. Sorry, Rahul, to interrupt. You, you knew him well enough. So, are you saying that post six o'clock, post pack up, he was still involved in cinema? He wouldn't just take a break Absolutely. from it and right. then get back to it later, like most people. No, 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 no. Right through he was. In. Right through. He only thought, and his only cinema going in his mind. And um, see, his whole way of uh, working with, uh, of telling the story was in a very simple way. He wouldn't believe in you know the kind of uh, uh, odd angles that you um, have a camera hanging in between people's legs or you know in some uh, position where you can't understand what's happening. He wouldn't believe in those gimmicks. It was very simple. The concentration was how. To visually tell that story in the simplest manner, so that people will understand what he said, what he wanted to say. That was his greatest asset. And the man, the man was uh, was gifted. Like in music, any music instrument, he would see the instrument, and in a minute he would start playing it. You know, like the synthesizer had just come in at one of the background. He came and said, "What is this?" And they said, "It's a synthesizer." And he just looked at it, and the second he was playing. It, So that was God's gift, and a very funny thing uh, about the music, you know, there, there were all these stalwarts these days. Now I was a 16-year-old. I also happened to be young and a, and a kid. <laughs> yes, sir. So I, <laughs> there are photographs to prove it. Please buy the book. Please buy the book. See a young Rahul Ravel <laughs> at the court of Raj Kapoor. Sorry, go on, go on. See, I was uh, uh, when I went for this music setting. I for me it was a, a moment of awe. You know, uh, seeing Raj Kapoor, Mukesh ji. Shankar ji, Jackson ji, Hasan Saab, Shailendra. Now these are all the greats assembled in a room. They're sitting and making a song. They're composing a song, which the tune is being sung to us. Now, when a tune is sung, you always have dummy words. You know, that's like, easier for the tune like to be understood. Like any words, any words. They they don't make sense, but they're there. Now, um, the words which are being sung by all these people were the choicest abuses you can think of. Oh wow! They were singing well, it so much fun. <laughs> I, I, fun! I was shocked hearing it, and there I'm was serious discussion. There, there was wow. serious discussions on it. You know that oh, this word 
should be changed <laughs> and this will appear. So at the end of it, that was not meant to give to abuse each other. It was meant to make it simple for and that's the right. language they spoke and they understood. Wow. Um, so, so love lyrics from Shankar Jayakishan were born from MCBC is what you're this inside information that I think nobody knows about is fantastic. What a process. Yeah, I mean, it, it's then the book. I couldn't write the entire word in the book. It took Fair enough. Yeah. Talk a lot of people, but but that's the way he was. You know, that that's the way he was, and that's how he worked. So tell us, go back to, you mentioned 16 and all that. What was that? You must be remembering that first meeting. That first meeting was, he was already a legend. Uh, you wanted to break through into cinema. You know, he really was like your hero, your idol. So what was it like when you first met him? I uh, I never wanted to break into cinema, Sadis. You know, my father's filmmaker also. And uh, I, I didn't want to go. Chindu called me up the day I finished my ISC exams. My Sinekin, sorry, I was the last year in Sinekin. And uh, said, uh, Dad is starting um, shooting the circus portion at uh, Azad Badan. So let's go there. Yeah. And there's some uh, Russian circus girls who come there from the circus. And we'll see them in these nice short clothes. You know, they were uh, very skimpy. It would be a great thing to see. It's why oh. every artist's career starts with the same story. First the MCBC <laughs> Gali's in prose. And now hot <laughs> European women in a circus. Oh, yeah. Go on, go on. <laughs> so I went there and um, the, the pure intention was to see these to see these girls. And uh, when I went on the set, though I had been on sets before, when I, I went on the sets and I saw him working, you know, for me at that time, he was Raj uncle. When I saw him working, I was mesmerized. You know, it just looked like, like, like a conductor of a symphony. One man sitting and controlling a crowd of 5,000 people who were supposed to be watching the circus. All the Russian circus artists, the Indian circus artists, 250 people from the unit. He was standing there and controlling these about six, six and a half thousand people. And he knew exactly what he wanted, you know. So that fascinated me. And uh, I, I I went to the shooting every day. I was planning to go to Canada to do uh, become a nuclear physicist. Don't look so shocked. Okay? Uh, <laughs> no, and um, and uh, I think those six days... Uh, that I went visiting him on the sets. And on the seventh day, I wanted to work with him as an assistant. And uh, that's how it started. And once I did that... Fully knowing, never Rahul, fully, fully knowing and realizing that in the future, there won't be Russian girls in tight miniskirts in every shot. That was just a taste of your yeah, first six days. Yeah, that uh, that uh, dream, I think, got shattered. You know, that, that dream got shattered. And then after that working, uh, there was no time to look at the Russian women again. I'm still trying to find them. I need to go to Russia and find them. No, no, one second. Sure Those here. women, you know, you, again, you're making me so nostalgic because again, growing up 80s and 90s, we still had those circuses in my part of town, uh, Azad Maidan. And I remember that so clearly. We know the circuses in town because we visually see it while we pass by, etc. and want to go there and not yeah. allowed and blah, blah. So I remember that very clearly. But uh, it's it's amazing the way you're telling it. So you were lured in without knowing it. In a sense, you said you were, your mind was in academics in Canada. You were lured into this whole business in spite of having the family in spite of having the background, in spite of knowing all these guys, Chintu being a close friend, for example. Then, so how did you know that this was your place then? When was the point when you realized no. that one sec, this is... See, initially, I joined him because I was supposed to go to Canada for my further uh, studies. And that would happen in July. So I had a gap from December to July. So I thought for these seven months, instead of just, you know, going around only to watch girls everywhere, I might as well, you know... Watch Russian girls. Yeah. Um, <laughs> At that age, uh, you know, any kind of girl would be done. And, and, and this also, also at this age, 
Rahul sir also is the same. Hey folks, hope you enjoyed that. Cyrus rewinds every Wednesday and Thursday, and possibly other days, but for now Wednesday and Thursday. Also, do listen to the full episodes, yar. You can find me at Cyrus Says on YouTube, and I've been told that I'm also available on all the major audio streaming platforms. So stay tuned. Arey, it's time for my dog walk. Ah, uh, Peter, 